Hello and welcome to Think Fit, Be Fit podcast. My name is Jennifer Schwartz. I'm the founder and hostess of the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network. I'm also a certified muscle activation techniques RX practitioner, a certified exercise physiologist with a master's degree in health sciences. My mission is to get you an upgraded mindset for a more potent workout. I inspire and educate everyone to build resilience and knowledge to boost their quality of health and fitness. You are tuning in to the Think Fit Be Fit podcast network, and this is a collection of shows. We have three shows on one feed that are a refreshing change of pace from how fitness is normally talked about. So think about it like this seeing things from multiple perspectives and gaining a deeper understanding of how things really work will help you achieve greater fitness, health, and wellness. The host, myself, Jennifer Schwartz, Gregory Gordon, Dr. Paul Juris, and Meredith Mack have accumulated over seven decades of education and experience that is infused with humor, helpful anecdotes, thought-provoking discussions, world-class research uh, and researchers and authors and we promise to keep things lively and engaging and of course practical to how we work out with ourselves or our clients so we are trying to discuss these nuances of training we are here to help trainers coaches athletes and fitness lovers alike connect deeper to their exercise or the process of exercise science. Please head on over to thinkfitbefitpodcast.com to sign up for the newsletter or just go over to Apple and leave a review. We are looking for some more reviews. It is, you know, 2021 and it would be great to end the year with a few more reviews. We will read them on air. We appreciate that you spend time with us. So it would be great if you could leave in the review, put like what you've been learning from tuning into this podcast. So we have um, all this unique and uh, thought provoking content. And, you know, we really appreciate any time that you guys reach out because we know that some of this stuff is like new and really turning us upside down as far as like what we've been taught about fitness so we really appreciate the ongoing conversation and you can do that on the newsletter or at um, on instagram so instagram uh, on my personal one jennifer simone schwartz you will find uh, lives every monday with the guys from fitness for consumption you will find uh just the content about how I put together all my workout questions, queries, programs, what I'm doing in my clinic and, um, you know, all the stuff behind the scenes, right? So you can also hang out with the fitness for consumption co-host at fitness for consumption, Meredith Mack, uh, for her, you know, gorgeous pictures and fun, um, integration tips on really expanded 
mindset about fitness and strength training at Meredith underscore Mac. And then the podcast, of course, on Instagram at thinkfitbefit underscore podcast. Today's episode is the first part of two with my colleague and friend, AJ. He and I discuss the muscular system's role in biohacking, essentially. So we're doing more of like a thought experiment of how we view the muscular system in an, in a way that is uh, filled with ingenuity and, you know, looking at what's beyond the normal understanding of how the muscular system works. So we go into Muscle Activation Techniques Rx and why that gives us this unique organizational view of the muscular system. And this perspective, this viewpoint of the muscular system basically radicalizes and disrupts the the way that most health specialists, wellness specialists see the muscular system. So for example, some massage therapist will um, blame tight muscles on these knots and things like that. This, in our view, in this conversation, is a much simplistic view of how the muscular system works. We go well beyond that into physics, into a um, and and how that plays into like the survival mode of the human biology. So it is. This is. It's just beyond interesting to me, and you're going to hear my curiosity just gets, you know, peaked over and over again, and uh, these are things I really enjoy playing with and seeing if I can work on a plane of what if and discovery and seeing what is available to us if we take out uh, the simplistic view of the muscular system and the neuromuscular system. So this would be a good episode if you enjoyed my early 2021 episodes of Love to Move. It doesn't have the science that those did, but it does take on my fascination with how well, how much can we optimize the muscular system to get more out of our exercise. So if you like when I ask those questions, this is a great episode for you. This is a great episode if you're interested in what two muscle activation techniques RX practitioners talk about. AJ and I sat next to each other for three and a half years in our courses over in Denver. So we have um, just a partnership and a friendship that's really rare. And I just totally um, really want you guys to see that come through on this episode. This is a great episode if you also uh, agree and want to explore the idea that the muscular system is much more than than uh, counting reps and, you know, just worried about, you know, when I can get my next workout in. 
there are just so many discoveries waiting to be made in regards to how we interact with the muscular system. So essentially, this is about uh, my belief that there is so much more to exercise than, you know, what I just mentioned. And I will say, I will leave with this and then put on the interview, a few of the life-changing perspectives that has have changed my health and workouts aren't the things that require thousands of dollars in coaching certifications or specialized equipment. One of them was just the healing power of appropriate resistance to my arthritic knees. The other is the neuroscience of how each human has the capacity to build new neurons and vastly increase brain chemicals that detox the brain and help it literally strengthen its protective mechanisms against diseases like Alzheimer's, dementia, or concussion um, damage. And those perspectives changed, those lessons changed the way that I saw and interacted with my muscular system. And this is something I'm hoping I can do through this podcast is share that it like such a unique view. And, you know, I invited AJ back on the podcast to help me work through this thought experiment. One of the benefits um, that my clients gain when they work with me in person is an updated and upgraded definition uh, and relationship with their neuromuscular system. So I'm here to challenge the status quo in the fitness industry. And I believe that it is rightfully so that we are questioning it. It is a whopping industry that thrives on your plateaus, your injuries, and unanswered questions. So if you also agree with that, then buckle in and enjoy this short conversation I have with AJ. And please follow us on Instagram. He is at underscore the body mechanic on Instagram. And that is actually the best way to get in touch with him. And um, he's got a lot of cool stuff going on. And if you are in the uh, fighting, um, if that is one of your interests is mixed martial arts and all that stuff, then you'll really enjoy his feed and uh, what we have to share in this conversation. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Think Fit, Be Fit podcast. My name is Jennifer Schwartz. I am the creator and the hostess of the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network, where we are dedicated to effective thinking for potent exercise. We publish three shows on this feed of Think Fit, Be Fit that are the intersection of exercise mechanics, human movement science, and critical thinking. This collection of shows discusses the nuances of training to help trainers, coaches, athletes, uh, medical professionals, and fitness lovers connect deeper to their exercise. The only prerequisite for our podcast audience is that you have a desire for self-improvement and being, um, I guess, sovereign out uh, in your own fitness process outside of the influencer culture and um, being told essentially like what your body can do. So today I have a repeat guest, which is some of my favorite conversations, guys. Um, I, you know, I, I, I just love the ongoing conversation and the nuances that we can bring to the surface through this podcast. 
And that is my friend, AJ from the West Coast. He's out in uh, Washington State. We are friends, colleagues, and uh, comedians, I think. We're meme experts, maybe. I don't know. Comedians, not it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And uh, you heard him um, a few times on this on this uh, network. And uh, one of the the first episode that we did, AJ, is one of the highest downloads. So I'm attributing that to our, you know, our friend chemistry and the maybe the audience that you have, which is probably in the fighting community. And I I find that the people in that community are so interested in the nuance and the little details of the training process and the journey and the humility. So that, um, that's why you're back. And we don't have an agenda guys. We are, um, seriously catching up and doing brain dumps, I think is the, maybe the name of this episode. Um, can you please reintroduce yourselves to everyone worldwide? We have a huge worldwide audience now. So welcome if you're new as well. So please introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Arash Ranjbaran. I'm an athletic trainer and a muscle activation techniques prescriptive protocol specialist. Um, I've been a combat sport athlete for 16 years. I've been in some sort of combat sport since I was 14, so 22 years. Um, going on 23 this weekend, so it should be kind of fun. Uh, and I have a, a deep fascination and reverence for martial arts, combatants in general, um, and then, you know, kind of military history and stuff. But not as in-depth of a study as I'd like. Yeah. No um, so where are you working with people? Uh, I work at a facility called the Athletic Training Institute in Bellevue, Washington. Um, it's a pretty cool spot. We've got a, a rather eclectic mix of trainers and practitioners. Um, there's a lot of sports uh, that come in. So mm-hmm. lots of uh, football, baseball, um, that's a predominant mix soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's mm-hmm. there's other sports that are coming in, but Washington's um, sport kind of uh, community has been shifting the last decade or so. So some oh, of the major sports aren't quite as prevalent there. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Well, what do you mean by that? Where like were people like running triathlons all the time, and now you've got a lot of baseball players? Or uh, so the facility was kind of tailored to baseball. Yeah. Uh, and then soccer was brought in. There's a couple guys that work with some of the higher level teams. Um, the football players that do come in uh, typically come in for treatment versus uh, exercise. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas the baseball players and the soccer players t- uh, do come in for training as well. So a slightly different, uh, I guess, feel to it. And then mm-hmm. since we lost our basketball team, you know, things have shifted oh. that way. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, let me just give you guys the vibe there. Um, I call the guys at ATI free range because they all run around on turf with no shoes on. And um, it's got this open uh, layout and like a garage bay and they have world-class equipment, world-class specialists. And you know, you can just throw a, a paperclip and, and hit multiple uh, world-class specialists in the facility. It's super cool. I have um, 
been a patron and, uh, you know, kind of a wallflower in there a few times. And I always, when I visit, man, I'm like, should I just move out here? I love it. I love this vibe. And I could totally, you know, see myself out there just because of you guys. There's no other reason except for maybe the good food <laughs> in the area. Um, but yeah, so we are, um, AJ and I got really close over, um, you know, what was it, the span of three and a half years through the muscle activation techniques program. And I knew you guys all before that too, but, um, you know, we spent a lot of time and still spend a lot of time working with the muscular system. And uh, so many of my clients to this day don't quite understand how broad and influential and important their muscular system is, you know, like they just kind of don't see that picture and I would like to give them more kind of um, spice to, you know, help with that thought process, because it's not something that's in a biology book that you, you know, just know, like, it's just not prevalent information that the muscle system is super influential. Um, so I don't know, for context, would you mind telling our audience kind of what the muscle activation techniques uh, prescriptive process is? Uh, yeah, I give you my, my best approximation. I did <laughs> want to throw in, uh, I got my dojo built, so I was really happy about that. So not only do we have turf, uh, oh. it's like 10,000 square feet of like turf track. And now I have mat space, which is awesome. So, okay. No more turf burns. <laughs> super, super good. Um, <laughs> so nice. I'll give you the, the sound bite, um, for like MAT because, you know, I guess it's a good thing to say. So MAT is a systematic and objective way of identifying and addressing neuromuscular inhibition around any joint. Um, the RX or prescriptive protocol specialist, to my best understanding, is the hard-wired baseline recruitment order that the human nervous system uses to facilitate motion with the skeleton. There is a hierarchical recruitment order in this with a micro and macro order. So within each system, there's a recruitment order, and those systems are recruited in a very specific sequence across humans, um, which revolutionizes the interface system that we have with the human nervous system and specifically the motor modules embedded in the upper tract of the spinal cord mm. into the brainstem and, and, and basic like cerebellar interface. Yeah, so there's like a um, an organizational, you know, um, I guess aspect of the muscular system that we can tap into as a specialist. Um, and you know, I don't talk about my in clinic kind of success here much on the podcast. Um, you know, I I am more here to kind of show like. The, object, the objective reality versus the subjective reality of fitness. So, you know, if we think about think fit, then be fit as this like philosophical uh, bumper sticker, <laughs> um, 
that, you know, I, I believe that we as consumers, um, as exercisers are shown you know, a certain way of like how things are. And it's not really, it's not a reality that can be very helpful to long-term success, whether you are an athlete or whether you are um, exercising for the first time in six years, it is, I'm not going to say it's like not a reality because it's obviously a reality, but it's just not one that is really um, helpful to understanding like how much exercise can influence your life and how much like intentional training can influence your game. You know, Um, I, you know, I, I'm, I've been going through a lot as a, um, a content creator and an author, I guess. So I don't know if you know that, but I've add author to my, uh, long list of little names and, um, Jean shorts author. (laughs) Um, and, um, you know, and, and it, it hasn't really shaken my own perception of education and exercise. And it's something I've been working through a lot. So, um, you know, audience and AJ, the person I'm talking to, you know, there's, there's an esoteric tone to what I'm trying to um, communicate with you guys and invite you into like this episode might not be the most like, you know, a lot of tips and takeaways, like actually some of our other episodes were, Um, this is so much more about opening a door you know, and like peeking your head into the idea that the muscular system is kind of like the missing hack, you know, in, in like most performance conversations. Like, do you have a reaction to that when I say it's like the missing unspoken about hack in like performance and that community? I think that there's a component that's not often addressed when it comes to the muscular system's involvement in performance in a way that it's like, well, duh, yeah, your muscles need to work for you to perform. Well, great. Um, taking a step back, if uh, and I probably said this before, but that so my my handle or my thing is the the body mechanic. Um, mm-hmm. So what I have started to do, and I'm going somewhere with this. Um, mm-hmm. So what I started to do is really approach humans uh, like organic robots. So to reiterate, we have a frame. That frame has a bunch of motors attached to it. You have a wiring harness that's attached to all those motors. Uh, that interfaces with a, a basic user interface system, so a buoys, uh, which is the kind of the cerebellar, um, like a, a amygdala complex. And then you have your central program generator, which is your forebrain. That whole system is housed inside of a sensor array, eyes, ears, nose, mouth, mm-hmm. um, with a peripheral sensor array, uh, which is, you know, the sense of touch, fingers, hands, limbs. Um, and then it's coupled with a fuel pump, which is your heart, an air intake, which is well, an air intake, your lungs, uh, and an engine. So an energy system, which is your gut and your, your entire metabolic system. So when you look at where the, the muscular system interfaces, uh, it is the movement system and the semicircular, like a, a, the, a component, a major component of the circulatory system, mm-hmm. which cycles fuel, cycles waste, does everything. So you can facilitate proper cycling via muscular contractions. And if you don't have 
proper muscular contractions, like your whole system goes to shit. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when it turns into when it comes into performance, performance is man, that's a that's a whole different ball game. Um, mm-hmm. And so, when you're looking at the integration of muscular contractions on performance, um, you need to, like you mentioned earlier, train with intent uh, when you're training to maximize the efficiency of those muscular contractions to achieve the goal that you're trying to achieve that Mm -hmm. being said if you have latency or lag or inhibition around certain tissues which change the joint axes uh in and prevent the execution of the movement that you're trying to do that becomes uh, a hard roadblock for performance because you physically cannot do that or you cannot facilitate that you know that Mm. thing that you're trying to do um and that that's where the performance uh, muscular interface becomes really important in terms of how do you get, I always talk about uh, hardware and software. Mm-hmm. And so MAT as a modality um, and as a, as a field interfaces with the hardware. We can, as objectively as possible, make sure that your hardware is online and able to work. It does not mean it works when you want it to. It is able to work. Um, the programming, the intent-based training, and the you know firmware updates, as my colleague Rick says, um, hmm. are the mechanisms by which you bring that hardware online and integrate it with the movement that you're running as software so that you can create a synchronicity for those motions. And that's looking at that and approaching it in that way has been really beneficial to my clients. And I'm seeing really cool progressions that uh, I haven't been seeing before. This is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, well, that, you know, that's why um, you're the guy to have this conversation with because, well, one of the conversations that like this is going to be ongoing for me is to help people define this, you know, and see this perspective because, we're inner we're working with the muscular system every day and the neuromuscular system um in this way day in and day out and so when you say like this is the way i see the muscular system you know you're piecing things together based on innovation yeah. and like that's something that is um you know, really rare. Um, it's, it's, you know, um, so that's number one. So that's like awesome. And then number two, I kind of wanted to come back to this like idea of, you know, um, you were using the word cycling through. And so if the muscular system is this um, is a major component of the circulatory system mm-hmm. and it's helping things cycle through. Um, do you simply mean like, you know, being, um, I don't want to say pump, but kind of like part of the, you know, this, the velocity of things moving around, or, um, do you mean something else like substrates mixing together and creating like the, the, the mechanical and the electrical and the like biochemical reactions in our body? So really it's both. Uh, That's the coolest part about this whole thing um, is that 
when you get muscular contractions consistently, you get the feedback from those. Um, we're a use it or lose it or use it and subsequently build it system. Um, if you are, and, and if there's, there's a lot there, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the way that I'm looking at it is that we're an electrochemical system, right? Um, mm. We're utilizing uh, chemical energy, transitioning it to an electrical gradient to propagate a signal, which translates to mechanical forces that you're exerting onto the skeletal system to facilitate movement or interaction with your local environment. I mean, that's there's a ton of stuff <laughs> there. Um, and on top of that, you have a pumping mechanism, um, both for your circulatory system and your gut. I mean, to be <laughs> a little crass, uh, <laughs> you ever have a, a situation where you feel a little backed up and then you go for a jog or workout and suddenly you got to poop. I mean, that's happened that's this morning. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I was like, Oh, what's going to happen. Okay. I'm going to go check. <laughs> Absolutely. So you have a, a, like a mechanical pumping effect for the, yeah. the core musculature, um, as well as, you know, like anything happening in your legs, like that's where you see, uh, strokes that happen from sitting for prolonged mm. periods of time on an airplane or and blood clots and that kind of thing. Well, that's, there's a reason for that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if you don't facilitate flow, you get mm -hmm. stagnation. Stagnation breeds things that we don't want in our system, both mm -hmm. in water and, you know, in the, in the environment and within like your own body. Mm. Uh, gross. Um, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, but it's interesting um, because, you know, it's, that that's something that like, I think people skip over in like the muscle rehab to like performance continuum um, yeah. is that these things can get like, there are things that can get stuck potentially. And one of the reasons, and one of the, or chicken or the egg argument here, um, did the muscular system, you know, um, let's say loosen its cables around that area and like not, you know, um, do its some of its basic functions in the name of like, you know, building up that compensation pattern. And then you have this like creation of this pool, not a creation, like a pooling effect to this joint. And then all of a sudden, you know, whenever you have um, a small incident, right? Like, like, um, you know, like you had the injury there and then the stagnation happens as a result of the healing process. And then the healing I, process doesn't really, you know, happen all the way. And I then, have, have on that. yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Let's talk about fluids. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you're talking about like an injury, right? Like let's say a sprained yeah. ankle or something. Um, yeah. And then like months and years later, there's still some swelling in there and then the muscles don't work and all that. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, there's like the phases of injury, right? So you have the initial inflammatory phase, which is three days, then kind of that secondary inflammatory phase, which is about three weeks, and then you start to mm -hmm. heal. But so we know from MAT, or at least, you know, what we understand about it is that the, the muscle spindle is a length tension based mechanism, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when you have, uh, it works kind of like a, a throttle in sense, so with like a, a carb. Um, Sorry, my internet connection is a little unstable. Oh, we good. We're good. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah okay. usually okay. Zoom will just keep going. For sweet, I don't know. I don't know how it does it. So, if you have this system that's a length tension based system, and you integrate uh, capsular swelling due to injury, 
right? You integrate, you influence, uh, or you, you, you integrate fluid into the area, creating a bracing effect via swelling of the joint. So it's your own inter- integral bracing system. Mm. The problem with that is that the tissue tolerances for that area have been altered due to that, I mean, the fluid. So you, you can't compress a fluid, which we know, which will make it that you, you automatically change the physics of that joint. Now, mm. if you have tolerances that are calibrated to a pre-fluidic, uh, I guess, tolerance, and then you mm-hmm. integrate fluids, which changes the arcs around the um, the joint with the tendinous structures and the muscular structures, you have changed the initial calibration of that tissue. So when your body goes to run that program and that tissue is no longer swollen, the stretch effect, which is what we're responsive to, goes away. At that point, your calibrations that you have stored in your brain to run that program are no longer valid. So you have to recalibrate, uh, which is you know use what MET is very useful for. Rehab protocols, exercise, slow, intentional exercise are very mm-hmm. useful for doing so. But if mm-hmm. you do not do that, your calibrations are skewed and you will find an additional compensatory mechanism to achieve the same basic motion, which causes a layering effect of compensations and subsequent injuries down the line, which is mm-hmm. totally shitty. I mean, it just sucks. It just sucks. <laughs> yeah, and I mean... When, when you say like, you know, the joint motions are altered and the bi- and like the physics of the joint essentially are altered, um, we're, you know, we're talking about something as um, forceful as a, you know, making contact via your foot or your hand, right? Or your whatever. Um, or it's a, dogs are totally welcome on the podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> or it's something as simple yes, as, <laughs> yeah, we're only Instagram friends. I mean, gosh. Um, and, uh, you know, and then it can go down as, uh, as, as minuscule and detailed as, you know, taking a walk and your, your joint has essentially changed. You know what I mean? Like, well, you know what I mean, but audience, like that's what I'm saying. It, like it really, we're talking about a huge um, plane of mo- motion available to you that is then not really available to you or you don't like own it. You know, you're not in control of it. And like you said, it freaking sucks. Um, and it's, you know, it's essentially like one of the things that has driven me to be in this career for 10 plus years now, you know, cause I've been trying to, you know, fix my own, uh, mechanics and get them to a point where I can, uh, load my system continuously so that I can like essentially age better than JLo. Like that's the goal, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not performance based anymore. Um, or just, <laughs> um, you know, and, um, Anyways, so I feel like um, that was like just nice to for me to kind of map out for myself because you brought that whole robot like um, illustration, I guess, or like it's um, not a it's like a uh, schematic, Mm -hmm. right? You brought that to my attention years ago, and I said, okay, explain it again. And then I had you on the podcast. I was like, okay, explain again. So I feel like I'm getting, I, I'm, I, I'm latching onto it. Even, 
Yeah. And, um, you know, all that to say, guys, um, one of the reasons I'm, you know, another reason I wanted to have this conversation is because I, I, I kind of identify as like a biohacker, right? Cause I'm chasing a certain level of health that is, is way beyond most people's definition of health. And that, um, and when I am immersed in that culture, you know, doing my ice bath, doing my sauna and listening to the podcast and learning, really learning about my body, learning about biology and learning um, so much. And I constantly am shocked to see that there is still no one out there. I guess I'm changing that that is really able to say, if you get the muscle system working better, you're going to be in a much better position because your body's just going to be so much more efficient. Yet you're frustrated with the biohacker is not recognizing. Just like the importance of the muscular system for recovery, for efficiency, for every, like for just like the, the human performance component. So like, for example, the biohackers love like saying, oh, movement has to be functional. Like we can, like the guy on the Align podcast, he's so popular. So this is, I'm just being competitive now. So um, he's so popular and he swears that like, at least I heard him a few times say this, uh, that your shoulders are designed for hanging and pulling. So that's the only thing you have to do with your body as far as like working your shoulders. And it just like drives me crazy that like people don't recognize that um, working with the muscular system in a very like um, intentional and focused way can do so much more for your body just, overall just point than out hanging. With that statement, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, our shoulders were designed for a whole lot more than that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we're the only animal that can throw uh, with velocity and accuracy. And like, you don't just hang and pull from that. You have to accelerate and decelerate around like a rotational axis and then a a, a weird oblique line and then create tangents with your arm. When you release, um, you can, you can push things, you can pull things, Mm. uh, there, there's, you can hold static positions with like a scapular load, load. like there, there's more than just hanging and pulling. We are run Mm. climbers, but we're Mm. much more versatile if you, if you, here's a cool takeaway you might like at least um yeah. so from the the mat rx perspective thing right there's mm-hmm. 43 axes that we work with correct okay yep each axis is a bilateral component meaning there's 86 components that means okay. the variability of the human body is an 86 bit movement system oh interesting so that's that's what our true capacity is now there's there's lines within that that are kind of like, ah, oh, that's obscure and probably not really well used, but there's so much and we are capable of so many things depending on where we put our time. And the cool part about these robots that we're gifted with, if you want to go metaphysical with the whole thing, mm-hmm. is the adaptive response we have to environmental stimuli, which change and alter the ability for us to interface with that local environment in an optimizing way when done correctly. So now we have a self optimizing robot given the localized environment self-optimized how cool is that 
Yeah. So, who, um, yeah. So like the, yeah, the program is there's, yeah, there's multiple ways that you know, like pick your own adventure type of, uh, scenario yeah. happening. That's yeah. That's really cool. Um, Hmm. Yeah, no, that's really, uh, you know, one, one place my brain went, this is kind of funny. And now I'm going to like, I want to know, you know, can I find videos of like a, like apes, bonobos, whatever, throwing stuff? (laughs) You can. Okay, good. Cause here's the thing is like, it's going to be a good dive. Yeah, uh, but you won't see an overheart, an overarm flinging motion like a human can do. No cricket. Velocities. Think about, uh, and here's an interesting like thing on survival, right? Uh, okay. Most of these things go back into what made us the apex species on the planet. Okay. As the average human, let's say if they were, not even average, let's just say like uh, if we all had the ability to throw at let's say 50 miles an hour, which is pretty fast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not baseball speeds, but if I took a four ounce rock or a five ounce mm-hmm. rock and I hurled it at your head at 50 mm-hmm. miles an hour and it hit, mm-hmm. what kind of damage would it do? Yeah. I mean, that as a softball we player, yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were the first species that could attack without being directly in contact with the, the thing that we were attacking. Mm. it changed the game it changed our ability to do anything spears bows and then eventually like when we recruited chemical power for for guns it changed it but we were the first species where i didn't have to touch you directly to attack you so i could defend myself or attack my attack uh or hunt without having to be bigger stronger faster because i could store force in a projectile that i either launched with my hands or with an object and this is where our, our physics brain changes and things shift mm-hmm. into like more of the future stuff but i was able to utilize a tool system to do the same basic thing but that basic thing was to be able to attack or defend without touching and that's the game shifter in in you know like again what created uh, uh the ability for us to be one of the the apex species um on the planet yeah and the 86 bit like yeah yeah grid if you will um yeah well i imagine that you were you've been exploring this with actual weapons because that's how you do things right yeah yeah (laughs) i i I got a fun job (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's i mean but that's the thing like you know um so i you know i i have taken my self-study on the opposite end of the things like i'm more interested in employing like energy and sound you know and playing with physics that way like just a pendulum you know and the simplicity of that um has helped just helped me grow more perspective more consciousness into physics and these because you know for me like the truth is that i see consciousness and I can work with it, but I have to see it in the body first. That's how, you know, I, can I you think. Explain that? I like, I, I feel like I understand. I just would love to, cause yeah. I want to, I want to. Yeah. So, okay. I think a good, 
way to to tell that um, anecdote is is that when you do ice baths, mm-hmm. you know you feel your breath in a different way. Yeah, you're calming yourself against life threatening anxiety. Yep, in a different way. And so when you experience that, then I can therefore see how it it works into the bigger picture of consciousness and human interaction. Um, Presence and recognition of threat, but also like your own response to that. Cool. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And like um, another thing that like, like another way I can put that is you know, Dr. Cowan's work with like structured water and like, you know, the vortex theory, I guess I would call, nobody's ever called it that, but I just did. Um, This like vortex theory of how the heart works instead of it being a pump. And, you know, I've never, I've never seen, I have seen heart and I've touched one. So I'm not going to say that, but I've not seen like carbon dioxide moving inside lungs. Like, you know, I'm not going to claim that, you know, I know like all truths about the human body and biology, but, you know, just thinking about the blood and the water in a different way, mm-hmm. you know, helps me see um, how people uh, use information like from, you know, pop fitness media right and apply it to their everyday life like that story um and you know parts of his book like help me see that and so that plays into like the larger uh one the goals that I've been trying to achieve with this podcast which is ultimately just more perspective and um bringing in objective conversations to the fitness world because you know most of fitness podcasts are just like book tours they're just lame i'm sorry i'm not sorry um and <laughs> you know it's, it's yeah so that's kind of that's where my brain goes you know and like you're kind of like you know you like you seem like the person that has to um not just play with things like you have to take them to a certain level of destruction before you understand them and I mean destruction in the most like artistic way possible like um what does your theory break under pressure yes yes that's yes that's much more diplomatic way to say it (laughs) um you know and that's kind of where my brain was going with that was like you know um so anyways you know audience I just um you know I'm just here to you know, kind of open that door to a different perspective on the muscular system. Thank you guys for listening in on that. It is only the first half of the episode and I thought it went um, really well. And I know you guys have questions and want to explore this further. So go ahead and reach out to AJ on Instagram at underscore the body mechanic or myself jennifer underscore simone underscore schwartz you can tune in to our live chats that we have every monday and also get on the newsletter so you don't miss any of the follow-up information or uh you 
you know, the information in like the show notes that are really important, like glossary items. And also, I, if you are so intrigued by what we were saying and want to work with us in person, head on over to muscleactivation.com or the Athletic Training Institute or my own studio, which is impactyourfitness.net. Thanks again for being here and uh, being open to these new and nuanced conversations about exercise and fitness. You are amazing. I appreciate you. And I look forward to reading your review on iTunes or uh, getting to know you through the newsletter or on Instagram. Have a wonderful week.